Megillah, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Yud, the last of the Masechta. And here we will list various partials, sections of the Torah and other parts of Tanakh, um, and question whether they should be read publicly, and even if they are read publicly, maybe they shouldn't be translated from the Hebrew to the Aramaic. As we said before, the public Torah readings had a maturgum and a translator that said the Aramaic translation. Um, the idea being we want to keep people from um, disrespecting or dishonoring certain people of the past or otherwise misunderstanding the verses. So the first of the seven says the Mishnah Masa Ruven, the story of Reuven. This is referring to when Reuven, the son of Yaakov, one of the twelve Shifteka, one of the twelve tribes, Reuven, he it says that he moved the Bilha's bed, that one of that was one of the concubines of Yaakov. So the Mishnah says Nikra, yes, it can be read publicly if there's a Torah reading, we get to that, the, the Parsha that talks about it, Parsha's Avayishlach, so we could read the words, but Velo Metargem, it shouldn't be translated. Um, the reason why is because people will, it's like, it's a dishonor, it's a dishonor to Yaakov, to, excuse me, to, to Reuven. He, it, he, his, as bad as what he did was, it wasn't as bad as the verses suggest, and people could misunderstand it, and therefore better not translate it so people um, understand, but actually misunderstand what happened. The second is Masa Tamar, when it comes to the story of Tamar, Yehuda and Tamar, where Yehuda didn't deliver Tamar a new husband, as he should have, and then Tamar pretended to be a harlot, and then Yehuda got together with her. So, the Mishnah says, Nikra Umatargem. He's, uh, the Mishnah says that the story should be read and indeed translated. The reason why is because as far as um, Yehuda goes, while it's certainly true that there's some element of, of uh, humiliation in the first part of the story, ultimately Yehuda did tshuva, right? He admitted his, his sin and he fessed up that she's actually more righteous than he. He did the wrong thing. And indeed, because of that, he was rewarded properly and ultimately became essentially the the progenitor of the tribe who would have the Malchi Yisrael, King David and so David and Melech and so on. So uh, it's not embarrassing at all. To the contrary, actually, it's his credit. So we do read and translate the story of Yehuda and Tamar. The third is Masa Egel, the story of the golden calf. So there's really two versions of the story of the golden calf that's presented in Parshat Ketisa. First, you have their narrative of what actually happened, and then you have the recap of Aaron explaining to Moshe what happened when, when Moshe calls him out. So the story, the first story is called the Rishon, and the retelling by Aaron is called the, the Sheni. Now, the concern is that in the second, in the retelling, when Aaron telling Moshe, what he says is, he says, we, I took all like the gold that I had taken from the people, I threw it into the fire, and out from the fire emerged this calf, which would suggest that it kind of created itself, which is not true and certainly would um, like be theologically terrible, right? People would think this is like this, there was something really to this calf, it created itself, it's a sort of its own God, God forbid. And therefore, the Mishnah says, Masa Egel Harishon, the first retelling of the story of the golden calf, so that... Nikro umetargem. It should be publicly read and publicly translated. Yes, um, it is humiliating for Klausel. They participated in this golden cap, but that's okay. Um, to the contrary, that's actually good for them. There'll be a kapara for them, and you know they sort of speak won't do it again. Out of you know they'll be sensitive to the fact that they, that they got punished. This is part of 
This is what it's there for. That's fine. But Vahasheni, this second, the retelling by Aaron to Moshe, Nikra, it should be read, Velomitargem, but it shouldn't be translated because we're concerned people will be uh, misunderstand the verses and understand that the verse that says, Vashlichei the calf jumped out by itself, would suggest something to the calf, and therefore that would be terrible, and therefore we don't read it publicly. Okay. The fifth is Birchas Kohanim. Birchas Kohanim is those three verses you have in Parshas Naso, where we say, Yivarech Hashem Vishmarecha, you know, but we say it in the, the Kohanim davening it, parents bless their children with it on Friday night, etc. So, um, the concern is that the third of the, the in the third verse, in Pasuk Havav, you have, Yis Hashem Panavelecha, Hashem should look favorably upon you, something like that, which would imply that Hashem has favorites, that Hashem's justice is... I don't know, corruptible, or Hashem plays favorites, and therefore there's not total strict just that happens as far as as far as far uh, Hashem is concerned. And that's terrible. That's chas v'shalom. So that being the case, so now the words aren't in the missions we have in front of us, but the, in the Gemara the words are nikra'en velo mitargaminam. We, we, they're nikra'en, they're read, velo mitargamin, they're not translated um, because uh, we don't want people to misunderstand this. Now just to make sure that you understand this, while it is true that Compared to the non-Jewish peoples, Hashem does have favorites, so to speak. Um, and the reason why is because um, just as Klausel goes above and beyond what's what's um, required of them, the famous example is that Hashem says, you'll eat, you'll be satisfied, and you'll and you'll bench to Birkat Amazon, which means Hashem's sort of promising that He's going to feed us to society, excuse me, to satiety, to Svia, full satisfaction, and yet we bench even when we eat just a just a kazayas or kabeza. That's a famous malakus to nine. But anyways, the point that we will bench even on a on a kazayas. So that's a kind of us going above and beyond and sort of overlooking Hashem's not living up to our expectations, so to speak. So, so, so too, um, if we to some degree don't live up to Hashem's expectations, he still is no upon him. He still is like he still looks favorably upon us. While that's true, um, if you're going to contrast the treatment of Jews to non-Jews, because we kind of go above and beyond, it's definitely not true when it comes um, between one Jew and another Jew. Whether a Jew is the tzaddik or otherwise, every good deed gets rewarded, every bad deed gets punished. That's true for all of us equally. Elifum tzara agra, each person according to the effort he puts into the mitzvah is his reward. No way around it. Um, and therefore, it would be terrible to suggest that Hashem has favorites between Jews or he plays, you know, has favoritism or can be corrupted in some way. Therefore, we don't translate it. Now, the final case here of Ma'asa Dav Amnon, the story of David and Amnon, we're talking about um, Amnon, who was David's son, who um, rebelled, ended up molesting David's daughter, his half-sister. Um, and for the sake of the honor of David, we don't read those verses, says the Tana. Um, in the Haftor, nowadays we actually do read it. It says Lo Nikrin Velo Matargamin. Now we do read it, but we don't um, we don't have a translation, um, public translation for it. And we're talking here about specifically the verses of um, where it's David is referred to. Uh, excuse me, Amnon is referred to as Amnon Ben David. In those verses, we kind of like whisper it. We don't we don't say it loud. Now, two other cases the Mishnah brings where it will not be lahalacha. The first is Ein Maftirin B'Merkava, the Ma'asa Merkava, the story of the chariot, as it's called, um, which is the first 
chapter in Yechezkel, the book of Ezekiel, we say we don't read it, says the Tana, so people shouldn't misunderstand essentially these Kabbalistic abstract concepts and misconstrue them as, you know, in their own foolish ways. But Rabbi Yehuda's Mat, Rabbi Yehuda says, yes, you may read Maisa Merkava, the story of in Yechezkel, and, and indeed we do on Shavuos, use that as the Haftorah. And finally, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Ein Maftirin Hoda Es Yushalayim, we don't use the Parsha from Yechezkel, this is Yechezkel in Tezayin in chapter 16, where it says, Hoda es Yushalayim es Tovoseha. You want to you inform Yushalayim of its to'ev, of its, like, its disgustingness, of her disgustingness, Yushalayim. So we don't want to disgrace Yushalayim, and therefore it says um, not not to use that Parsha as part of the Haftorah. However, um, the Gemara brings a price that the Chacham disagree, and the Halachas like the Chachamim, that we also um, do would be allowed to use this section for public reading, and that would be allowed. And with that, Salak Masachas Megillah, we finish Masachas Megillah, Baruch Hashem, and uh, next up comes Masachas Moed Katan.